Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Good to be with you this morning. Shout out to Jordan and his team out there greeting everyone, waving. A couple of you almost took out the whole youth group. Don't you worry about those arrows that we have literally in the drive. You just do what you want. Don't you worry about those arrows, those big cones and the huge sign that we have out there. Protect, don't you worry. You just pull in there as fast as you want and you use whatever lane you want. Shout out to Jordan and the crew out there today. It's funny. They wave at everybody, by the way. Everybody that's going by, they wave. People wave. Some people, like, they're like, oh, afraid. Church people, you know, church, <laughs> church, church. It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. He was out in the rain, out in the sun, uh, all that. I do sincerely thank you for doing that and getting others involved in it. Amen. Yeah, good, good. Well, by the way you drive, you should thank him for being out there. So I'm just saying. I didn't want to mention anybody's name, but, you know, wow. <laughs> you love it. You love it. You love it. All right. We ready upstairs? Thanks to John and who's up there? Oh, Rosalie. How you doing, Rosalie? Good. Good. How's your mother treating you all right? Any better? Yeah. She all right? Yeah, that good, huh? Wow. <laughs> she appreciates that ringing endorsement. Great, great. Dreama, how's Rosalie? All right? Ah, there, you see, that's how you say it, with some enthusiasm there. Good. All right, we say, let me ask you a question. Have, <laughs> it's, it's funny, when I, when I think about this as I was preparing it, I, I laughed myself, but have you uh, ever had anyone angry at you? Okay, that's the first funny part. The second funny part is that person sitting next to you now. That's really... See, now that got quiet because no one wants to admit it. But we've all had people that were angry at us for uh, different, different reasons. And then how did we respond? How do we respond when someone's angry at us? I don't think anybody likes it. I mean, I don't know any, anybody that's happy when someone is angry at them. We're, we're made to uh, be in fellowship with, with one another and to have relationship with one another. But how about this even... Uh, a little more seriously, have you ever had anyone that intentionally wanted to cause you harm? And not just physical harm necessarily, but it could be a work situation, it could be a family situation, uh, that they just for some reason took a disliking to you and decided that they were going to undermine you and work against you. That's a very difficult situation uh, that, that happens. I want to tell you something important today. Now, I'm going to draw the distinction between serving God, and you have to excuse this word if you're new to the church, and I don't use this word a lot, but I have to use it today because it's one word that will get the point of cross, across. You don't get credit for people not liking you or being angry at you because you're a jerk. You don't get credit for that. You only get credit if you want to serve God and love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then they dislike you. You get credit for that. If you're just a, I'll say it one more time, that's it. If you're just a jerk, that doesn't count. Like if nobody likes you, 
there might be a common denominator in the middle of all those relationships. But what we're going to talk about today is that those that want to serve God, and Jesus said it this way, love the Lord your God, the most important commandment, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. If you're going to do that, there are some people that aren't going to like you. In fact, there will be some people that will be against you and work against your growth and your relationship to the Lord. And how do I know that this with uh, such certainty? Because it happened to Jesus. It happened to the apostles. And if you want to serve and follow God, it's going to happen to you. This morning, I want to look at the persecution of the early church and what they faced and how the persecution got more and more intense. To, at one point, they told them to stop. The next point, they flogged them, which we're going to look at today. And then they ended up martyring, killing Stephen. And then later on, James as well. And so the early apostles faced this. But here's, here's our takeaway from today. And you, you have to get this. The people of God who pursue the purposes of God are unstoppable. The people of God that pursue the purposes of God are unstoppable. Now, last week we looked at uh, the, the first miracle that the apostles performed in Acts chapter 3. So Acts chapter 2 was Pentecost. Peter preached. Uh, they gathered and then a miracle occurred. It was a man that was born lame, over 40 years old, miraculously healed. And what was his response? What was the man's response to that healing? Do you know it? Praise. Praise. Uh, walking and leaping and praising God. And we're going to call it this for our purposes. He was delighted, and the people around him were delighted. Okay? But this is where I want to pick up in Acts chapter 4. Now, I'm going to preach on Acts chapter 4 and chapter 5. Not Acts 4, 5. That's only one verse. I'm going to preach on many verses today. Chapters. Hello? All right. We can do it. I did it in 17 minutes on the online service. I think I can do it in 34 minutes here. 34 minutes. You can start the, the countdown. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but we'll just go from there. All right, so look. So they were delighted. The man was delighted. Look at the religious leaders, Acts 4, 1 and 2. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people, and they were greatly disturbed. So we have the two responses to the things of God, delight and disturbed. We're going to face the same thing in our lives today. Some people will be delighted at the changes that God has made in your life. Some people will be disturbed. When I was a youth pastor years ago, I was always amazed that parents would rather have their kids at some party than to be part of the youth group. They were more intimidated by the church than they were by whatever was going on at the parties. That, that used to drive me crazy. Why? Because some people will be delighted and some people will be disturbed. That's just the way it is. They were greatly disturbed, it says. Not just a little bit, but a lot. They were annoyed. They were so annoyed that they were angry. Because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Simple. Here it is. Look, if you love God with everything, some people will be delighted and some people will be disturbed. And it gets back to the song we sang, but our identity is in Christ. We're not trying to please man. We're trying to please God. 
Let's go on. So here's what they did. They seized Peter and John, verse 3, and because it was evening, they put them in jail. That meant they couldn't get the whole Sanhedrin together, so they put them in jail simply for healing a man being healed and speaking the name of Jesus. But many who heard the message believed so that the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. They were at 3,000. After the miracle, they're at 5,000 people. They had preached for about three hours about, about three hours they preached, and 2,000 people came to the Lord. And why? Because the message and the work of the Lord is unstoppable, unstoppable. So the next day, the rulers and the elders, teachers of the law met in Jerusalem, Annas the high priest, and it mentioned some others that were well-known. Verse 7, they had Peter and John brought before them, and they began to question them, by what power or what name do you do this. Now you have to picture this scene. Here are Peter and John, Peter a fisherman, uneducated, spoke funny, standing before Congress. Okay? So let's imagine the joint session of Congress. Now this is a real stretch where the Republicans and Democrats agreed. And they all agreed together that Peter and John have to be stopped. And that they were willing to use all of the power that was entrusted to them, the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security, and any other force that they had, all of everyone agreed, they agreed on nothing other than the fact that Peter and John needed to be stopped. That's what Peter and John were facing. They stood before this all-powerful uh, organization called the Sanhedrin, but look what Peter did in verse 8. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, this same Peter that cowered in fear to a slave girl around a fire now was filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. And he proclaimed the message of Jesus to the most powerful men of that day. If we're being called into account for an act of kindness shown to a man who was born lame and are being... and, and uh, are being asked how was he healed, then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it's in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Imagine that. Whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. That's an Old Testament passage that he told them this Old Testament passage was fulfilled in Jesus, and you had him crucified. And salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Verse 13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, and they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. See, they weren't unstoppable because of their position in society. They weren't unstoppable because they were educated. They were unstoppable because they were pursuing the purposes of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you, I'm not done yet, but I want to tell you right now that if you pursue the purposes of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, you too will be unstoppable because it's the same Jesus that we're serving. It's the same power of the Holy Spirit that they had. If you pursue the purposes of God 
Some will be delighted and some will be disturbed, but either way, you'll be unstoppable through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is amazing what he says to them. Amazing. But since they could see the man was healed, the guy was standing there. They couldn't deny the healing. They had walked by him a million times at the temple. Here he was standing with them. There was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do to these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign. We cannot uh, deny it. But to, watch his wording, in verse 17 of chapter 4, but to stop this thing from spreading. You see how futile that is? Because God's word is unstoppable, and yet they're thinking, to, but to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. And then they called them together again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter responds in verse 19, and John, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. Look at Peter, huh? Using wisdom from God that he got from the Holy Spirit because he was not that wise on his own if you know Peter's story. You decide. Should we listen to you or should we listen to God? This is going to come into play later. As for us, we cannot help but speak about the one we have seen and heard. We can't help ourselves. We can't stop because we can't help ourselves. We have to speak about Jesus. We've, we've seen him. We saw him on the cross, and now we've seen him resurrected. He taught us for 40 days. He spoke to 500 people. He showed Thomas the, the wounds. He walked through a wall where we were seated, seated, cowering in fear. And the best part of all of it, Peter, thinking out loud, I was the worst of sinners. I denied him when he needed me most, but he accepted me back as family. So Peter says, I, I can't help but tell others about this Jesus. I saw him ascend back into heaven, and I knew he got there because he sent the promised Holy Spirit, just like he said, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't help but talk about Jesus. I wonder if we pursue the purposes of God with the same passion as Peter. When was the last time we've told someone about Jesus? How about this? Do you live in such a way that the people around you know that there's something different about you? That you don't do the same things that they do? That you don't live the same way they do? We need to, as the people of God, live for God and live in a way that other people notice. If we're no different than our worldly friends, that we speak the same language they do and we do the same things they do, then you're really not pursuing the purposes of God. And you'll never speak about Jesus and in the name of Jesus because, now careful, I, I, me, me, talking to myself, we're more afraid of them being disturbed than we are of God being delighted. Lord, we need the power of the Holy Spirit 
so we don't cower in fear around the campfire, but instead we're filled with power and the fire of the Holy Spirit in these last days because there are people within our circle of influence that don't know Jesus and need to know Jesus and God, you've placed me in the middle of their lives. You're thinking, well, I can't do that. I know, that's my whole point. You can't. But if you open yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit, he can do it through you. You think Peter the fisherman could do that, stand before a united Congress and say what he said? But he could through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is right. All right. With further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened for the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. So there's a blessing to being over 40 years old and all God's people said, amen. And Stella, someday you'll get to be past 40 years old someday. You hang on to 39. All right, let's jump to chapter five. I have this in my notes. Let's jump ahead quickly to chapter five. I don't mean that. I mean, yeah, just jump ahead to chapter five. Watch, you'll know the story. I'm gonna tell it without notes so it won't be as long. Watch, Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira, do you know that story? Okay. What happened to Ananias and Sapphira? They killed, they died. Where? In church, so you all better straighten up right now. Here's what happened. The end of chapter three, Barnabas sold property and he gave all the money to the church and they gave him the name Barnabas. They gave him a nickname which means son of encouragement, okay? Ananias and Sapphira were watching this as part of the church and they were so filled with pride that they were not as concerned with people being fed in the work of the Lord continuing as they were with their name being recognized. That's the root of it. They wanted a nickname, I like to say. So they decided that they were gonna sell their property but they were only gonna give part of it to the work of the Lord. That wasn't the problem. That was no problem. They could have given 10% to the Lord and kept 90% and they'd still, not still alive today, but I mean, they would, they, they would have made it out of church alive, okay? That wasn't the problem. The problem was is they, they lied because of pride and they wanted a nickname. So here's what I'm showing you. You, you, you love me, right? And semi, at least tolerate me. Not all of the problems you face will be outside of the church. Sometimes the problems you face will be inside of the church. And just because someone is in church doesn't mean they're going to be delighted with your growth. They might also be disturbed at your growth. And so the problems that the early church faced was not just the Sanhedrin on the outside, it was the saints on the inside. That's why God dealt so severely with Ananias and Sapphira because he said, this baby church, this is not going to happen because I have a greater work for this church to accomplish. And if pride is allowed at the very beginning stages, then that church will be stoppable. But I'm going to put a stop to it so that the church will be unstoppable. I don't understand all this, okay? Just me. I just want to make sure I'm on God's side of things. That's all. 
I don't understand a lot of things that go on. In fact, most things. I just want to make sure I'm on God's side. That's all. I'm not afraid to go to heaven. I just don't want to be pitching tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I want to be on God's side in the middle of things. So here's what happens. After Ananias and Sapphira says, the fear of the Lord spread. Yeah, I guess so, right? Imagine that next church service. They were all making sure they were right with God. They followed the arrows. They didn't try to hit the youth. I mean, they were, man. Right, Vi? All right. So after that, verse 12, the apostles... <laughs> Something wrong with me. You know I crack myself... I mean, you know I crack myself up. You should see in my office. I just laugh. No one's around. Just laugh. So I think of something. I just laugh and laugh. I'll jot something in my notes. Laugh. Eh. We all have our issues. So verse 12, after that, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one dared join them. <laughs> I love that. Even though they were highly regarded, nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Isn't that exciting? As a result, the people brought, listen to this, the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on them. On some of them as he passed by and crowds gathered from towns outside of Jerusalem. So look, the Sanhedrin was so concerned that other people would hear about it, they commanded them to stop. But since the word of God is unstoppable, it didn't stay in Jerusalem. It went into the outside suburbs and outside villages and what did those people do they brought their sick and those tormented by impure spirits and all of them were healed because the work of the Lord is unstoppable glory to God chapter 5 verse 17 you still there thank you both of you appreciate it and one was my wife she has to say that then the high priest and all of his associates who were members of the party of Sadducees were filled with jealousy. Do you see it? Do you see what's in their heart? Do you see what's in the heart of the disturbed? The issue is not you. The issue is what's in their own heart. That's why we must guard our hearts. And to the church people that are here today, we don't want to be the older brother in the prodigal son story. It's too easy for us to look at the prodigal son and say, I would never do that. I'd never leave the family of God. I'd never be. But you can do other things and become, sorry, just angry and bitter and miserable at the things of God. And you can miss the blessings of God as well because God the Father says, listen, all of this was, is yours. Every blessing that I have for you, all you have to do is ask. They were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles again and put them in jail. But during the night, the angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. And the angel said, go stand in the temple courts and tell the people all about this new life. Prison can't stop God. People can't stop God because the things of God are unstoppable. 
All right, I'm going to keep going. I'm reading a lot of scripture today because I want you to see it. Then I'll make application in a few moments. The apostles were brought in again, made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name. Yet you filled Jerusalem with your teaching and determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead whom you killed by hanging him on the cross. Yow. And God exalted him to the right hand of God as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And when they heard this, they were furious. Do you see their emotional state? They grew more and more angry at what was happening because they couldn't control it. And they wanted to put them to death now. They wanted to put them to death. They, they, they had moved from stop saying to that, that they had grown so furious with jealousy and anger that we're, we're, we need to kill them. And they already had blood on their hands. They were already sharks that had tasted blood once. And so they were ready to do it again. They were unrepentant in their crucifixion of Jesus. They'll certainly be unrepentant of killing these two guys. Wow. Wow. They were furious, wanted to put them to death, verse 33. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a while. Now, Gamaliel was well-respected, and he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Now, you've got to watch this now. Okay, come back, come back. Some time ago... Theudas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, his followers dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and the followers scattered. Watch verse 38 and 39, chapter 5. Therefore, in this present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For their purpose or activity, if it is from human origin, will fail. Here's our theme verse. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Unstoppable. God and his church the work of God, the purposes of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit, are unstoppable. Gamaliel knew it. Leave him alone. If it's from human origin, it'll pass away. If it's from God, then you're fighting against God. For those that hate you because of your faith, they don't hate you, they hate God. Don't let them stop you from serving God following God. And I just have this sense it's already happening. It's going to be harder to serve and follow God in the next few years than it's ever been. But that doesn't mean that the church has to be weakened. It means that the church of Jesus Christ, our church and the whole church of Jesus Christ can be strengthened when we understand that no matter what's going on the outside, no matter what happens on the inside, 
God's work and his purposes are unstoppable. His speech persuaded them, verse 40. They called the apostles in, had them flogged, which means whipped, almost to death. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. So I ask this question, now what? And I asked it before, and I'll ask it again. Do enough people in your circle of influence even know that you're a believer to notice the difference? Do you talk like them? Do you live like them? Do you go to the same place as they go? Do you act like them? Because you're afraid of them. Please be more afraid of God. And if you're just coming out of a worldly lifestyle and you don't do those things anymore, I can guarantee you those that thought they were your fr- you were their friend, they'll turn on you the fastest. Because as soon as you began to change and began to serve and follow God, a mirror began to shone on them. And they love their darkness more than they love the light. They don't hate you, they hate God. So don't hate them in return. Love them and pray for them. But are you living in such a way that people know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ? Even the Sanhedrin knew these people had been with Jesus. What should you do when you are, when you've been overlooked at work because of your faith, when you're talked about behind your back, when you're attacked because of your beliefs? What should you do? Well, we can follow the example of the apostles. Here's our three application points. Number one, know the power of purpose. If you know your purpose, what God has called you to do, there's power in that. Some of the purposes of God are the same for all of us, to worship, to serve, to love, all of that, okay? But you have a unique purpose in life, and that's where God has placed you to be a light and to be a witness. You don't have to stand on your desk and shout it to let people know you're a believer. If you're living for Jesus, believe me, they'll know. They'll know. You can be an influence. But know the power of purpose. We're to please God and not man. Number two, know the power, that the power of the Holy Spirit is available to you just for the asking. I can't do it. You're right, but he can do it through you. That's where the Holy Spirit, look at Peter's life. He, he was terrified of a slave girl. Then he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, told, stood before the Sanhedrin, a united Congress that agreed together that they needed to be stopped, and he told them the gospel message. Know the power of purpose, know the power of the Holy Spirit, and know the power of praise. Power of praise. Watch verse 41 as we end. And 42, Acts chapter 5. The apostles, look, they had just been publicly flogged, whipped almost to death. The the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. They had just been beaten within an inch of their life for no reason other than proclaiming Jesus. And what was their response? Hatred, uh, revenge, no, rejoicing and praise. We thank you, God, 
that we can share in the sufferings of Jesus. There's power in praise. And I, I got to tell you, I'm talking to you straight today because this is just how I do it. You'll know what's inside of you when you get squeezed. If you get, it's like toothpaste. What comes out of toothpaste? Toothpaste. If you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange juice. When you're squeezed, whatever comes out of you, that's who you are. I'm sorry. If you're squeezed and hatred comes out of you, that's because you have hatred in your heart. If you're squeezed and you, you desire revenge more than anything else and are unwilling to let it go until you get revenge, that's because you have revenge and hatred in your heart. Don't say when you're squeezed, well, that's not me. No, the reality is that actually is you. And sometimes God allows us to be squeezed, not so he knows what's inside, but so that we know what's inside. I told you this last week or a couple weeks ago. Tell somebody no, and you'll find out immediately what's in their heart. Tell them no. You'll find out what's in their heart. All right. But how about this? When we're squeezed and when we're pressured, we stop and we begin to praise. The apostles rejoiced because they had been counted worthy of the suffering. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Here it is, and I'll close with this. You've got to remember this. You've got to write it down. You've got to put it on your cabinet, your refrigerator, I don't know, wherever in your Bible, wherever you keep stuff. The people of God who pursue the purposes of God through the power of the Holy Spirit are what? Unstoppable. I'm going to say it again and then you're going to respond better because that was a better sermon than your response. I'm just going to say it. The people of God who pursue the purposes of God through the power of the Holy Spirit are and all God's people said Amen. Amen Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast For more information about Hope Assembly of God go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store